0: hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC this week a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention SBC this week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe
1: hey Jonathan how's it going
0: it's going well we're in the same town again this week but again not recording in the same room
1: that's that's right that's right we uh, we're actually pretty close because I'm I'm in town for a conference I attend every year that's uh, hosted by the rabbit room which is a, a a website and resource ministry that I, I really love spiritual formation focused and so every year I come to Nashville just for a break to go to that so I'll be doing that the next couple of days but I'm staying at a, a hotel not far from where you live yeah. I believe
0: yeah you're just across the interstate from where my neighborhood is I think we may be closer today than we were last week when we were both actually in we at the, <laughs> the <laughs> at Gaylord, the Gaylord Texas. because it
1: was so big yeah so. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I think it's you know a coin flip between the two.
1: Yes, but the wonders of technology allow whatever the convenience is. You can record from a long distance away or a short distance away. That's so. right.
0: That's right. So yep. we are uh, recording once again. Like you said, you're in Nashville here and uh, going to be making that trip a little bit more, Amy, as you start. Your time with the executive committee this coming week—you excited?
1: That's right. Now, I am. So first day is uh, next Wednesday, the the sixteenth of October, right after the southeastern trustee meeting. So I'll get yeah. to to finish up with that and then start hit the ground running no day in between anything this is my we're recording this on friday this is my day off this is uh, to get to do this conference this is my little break but yeah i'll start next week and may set up the the wake forest branch of the executive committee the Bureau, staff
0: i guess yes
1: yeah it's a it's a i'm telling you it's a great office it's got a laundry room a kitchen it's got all kinds of stuff i'm it's it's great it even has this den with a tv it's amazing
0: all the modern conveniences Um, of home right
1: yes yes so uh, it also every now and then has teenagers walking around in it so but i'll I'll set that up and then be heading to heading to nashville the the next week have a few days in the office so it's it's going to be good then it's state convention time
0: Yeah, state conventions kicking off. I'll be in Texas uh, the week after that, the 28th. So out there in Odessa, my first trip out to the uh, the Permian Basin, I guess, out there, Odessa, Midland, that area. So that should be fun. All right, Amy, we have some big news from the North American Mission Board. A record total in the Annie Armstrong Easter offering of 62.2 million dollars.
1: Yeah. So this is really huge. So that's a million dollars more than what we had last year. 61.2 million was the record high in 2018, which had been over 59.7 million from 2017. So it just keeps going up. And this is great. This is showing the heart that Southern Baptists have for church planting.
0: Yes. Uh, We've talked about it many times here on the podcast, the vision of the North American Mission Board and their uh, emphases on evangelism, church planting and Relief Ministry are very clear, very tangible to Southern Baptists, and Southern Baptists are backing that through the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. But that wasn't the only thing that Nam did this week. They had a full trustee meeting out there in San Francisco.
1: Yes, they did. So they celebrated the offering, but they also had some other reports. Uh, Dr. Floyd from the executive committee looks like Skyped in. I saw your sort of view of his presentation, the, the the view that they were seeing was on social media, and then the view that you were seeing on social media. So he came in and gave them some remarks. They also reported that their revenue outpaced their budget, and their spending came in 4.7 below budget. That's going really well. Johnny Hunt also gave an update on Your One, and sounds like that was incredibly exciting talking about the tour that has already kicked off.
0: Yes, and one of the other things that we, we've talked about, you mentioned church planting. They really want us to get to 1,200 new churches a year, and, and that's through planting and other means, but the problem, we don't have enough qualified church planters to meet that goal. So they're focusing on 750 church plants this year with another 450 new SBC churches to be added through affiliations and through launching new campuses. So... We, we have a goal we're trying to meet, unfortunately, and we've mentioned this on the podcast, we don't have enough people to meet that goal right now that are qualified. The IMB is having the same problem with uh, missionaries to go overseas. So uh, trying to get a little creative with that and say, all right, how else can we add churches to our family of churches here in the Southern Baptist Convention? And you know, looking at affiliating and, and bringing new churches that are like-minded that may have not affiliated with us before into the fold. So I like that, and uh, it's exciting to see uh, what's going on at the North American Mission Board. Congratulations again on that record offering. Down to New Orleans, Amy, where they had another trustee meeting. Uh, I guess this is the first trustee meeting of the Jamie Dew era, officially?
1: It is, and uh, I have been excited about that for them. I actually talked to... Tara, this week, right after their dinner, so just lots of things going on and excitement on campus. One of the neatest aspects of this is that photo in the story of the trustees praying in the space that will house Level College, and that's that's really neat. They're going to move into the renovated space from the Lifeway Campus Store. That was a really big focus of the meeting. They approved a new mission statement for for. The institution, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary and Level College, prepare servants to walk with Christ, proclaim his truth, and fulfill his mission. And so that gives them some clarity. Dr. Dew said, around this statement, we will teach classes, offer programs, raise money, initiate central tasks for the institution, and it will shape who we are. So it just kind of gives gives that DNA Also, uh, the trustees elected Larry Lyon as associate professor of ethics, and they affirmed his appointment as vice president for enrollment and Patty Schoner as vice president of business affairs. I got to tell you, it's weird reading these stories, which are often just very official, but I'm talking about really good friends. And so part of me wants to say... Go, Larry! Uh, in the in the middle of it,
0: I didn't know that about Doctor Larry Lyon.
1: Yes, he is. He has quite a bit of expertise on Francis Schaeffer. That's his. Oh. That's his his spot. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, very cool. Congratulations to them down at New Orleans. One other piece of news from New Orleans: Trustee Chairman Tony Lambert has announced that he has recently accepted a call to pastor First Baptist Church in Picayune, Mississippi he was in Colorado so the move from Colorado to Mississippi means that he will no longer be on the trustee board because he left the state so uh, yep. that's a uh, congratulations to him on that i know the uh, his predecessor at first baptist picayune mississippi so that's uh, a cool. good church and uh congratulations to him on that. All right, that will move us up to Ohio, Amy, where Cedarville University received the largest financial commitment in its one hundred and thirty two year history on Monday when they got a ten million dollar pledge on behalf of the Scharnberg family.
1: You you keep saying ten million like you're a game show host. It's like no, I was you're saying
0: it like Austin Powers, but okay. Dr. Oh,
1: Evil. okay. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's been quite, quite a while. Like Dr. Evil. Okay. Yes. It looks like it was the, it was announced as a surprise to Lauren Scharnberg, the father of Mark Scharnberg. So Mark Scharnberg was uh, pledging $10 million on behalf of his family and their companies. And it was in honor of his father. And his father had, was there to receive the Medal of Honor, celebrating his contributions to the institution and 25 years of service on the board. So then his son was there to present the gift. So that that was a, a really big day. He was getting the Medal of Honor. He was celebrating this anniversary and then $10 million gift. And they're going to name a new business building in honor of Lauren Scharnberg. That's one of six major building projects in their campus master plan, and they are able to start working on that now, I think.
0: Yeah. It's a big deal. That's that's pretty awesome, man. Uh, If anybody wants to surprise me with a $10 million gift, I'm also open to that. Okay. Just throwing that out there.
1: Well, I don't have $10 million, and I don't know anyone who does. It would be a surprise, right?
0: If you were it able- would be
1: a big surprise. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. And then we mentioned it earlier last week. We were at the Caring Well Conference, and we've got some recaps from that. There's a, a an overall recap, and then there's several stories from Baptist Press about the conference, including one on J.D. Greer and Russell Moore's comments and their keynote speeches, as well as the survivor stories, Amy.
1: These are some really good Recaps Looks like Tom Strode did a great job on the ground there.
0: Tom Strode has been a busy man in the last week.
1: He has. He has. He filed a lot of stories and did a great job of presenting stories just about different sort of aspects of the conference. So we've got all of those in the show notes. I don't know about you, but for me, it was a rather intense weekend, just taking everything in. And then also a lot of the individual conversations I had with survivors and advocates. And even as I've spent some time learning about this over the last year and a half, the weekend was a a really full time of reflection for me. A huge part of that was in the survivor stories. So there's an article there that shares a recap of all the personal stories. Susan Cadoni, Megan Lively, Jackie Hill Perry, Jennifer Greenberg, and Mary DeMuth all gave different talks just sharing their stories. And so the Baptist Press release just gives a recap of those and the personal stories were, were really important. Now, there was another personal story that was talked about this week, and that was from Rachel Hollander. And in her talk, she did a QA and a with Dr. Russell Moore. And in her talk, she did mention something that related to Baptist Press, a situation on a, a story from back in March that was about uh, Jennifer Lyle. And you actually released a statement about that, Jonathan. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. So why don't you share that?
0: Okay. All right. Well, here's the statement. On March 8, 2019, Baptist Press released a news story that was referenced today, October fifth, two 2019, by Rachel Denhollander in an interview at the Caring Well Conference. In recent days, I've been made aware of the situation surrounding in the article and the decisions made by Baptist Press at the time of publication. I'm also aware that the story omitted all references to abuse and lack of consent to sexual activity and was framed as a, quote, morally inappropriate relationship, end quote. This led to a general understanding that what happened between Dr. David Sills and Miss Jennifer Lyle was a consensual affair. As I understand it, that is not accurate. As the official news service for the Southern Baptist Convention, Baptist Press should be known for integrity, truth, and accuracy. Ensuring that is my top priority.
1: Okay, and we just wanted to share that here, uh, just as another outlet that went out on Twitter from you. But we also wanted to share that here, and I really appreciate your commitment to Baptist Press.
0: Well, thank you, ma'am. That's going to do it for our news this week, actually. It is. That brings me to my favorite part of the week, this week in SBC history, Amy, our minds.
1: All right, so we're going to go to 1994, so that's 25 years ago, and uh, it was a release about the Baptist Sunday School Board announcing a women's ministry consultant. Oh, and, I think uh, I know who so- this was. I bet you do. So there was a national search, and they announced on October 10th that Chris Adams would become women's ministry consultant in the discipleship and family development division. There's a great release here. Chris Adams is no stranger to many, many Southern Baptists, particularly Southern Baptist women. She made a huge contribution in her career at Lifeway, uh, really building Lifeway Women to be what it is today that now Kelly King has taken and is just doing an amazing job. She was the Special Ministries Associate for Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler, Texas. And so she moved to Nashville. I have a ton of respect for Chris and all that she did. The goal for her position was to help churches begin and build ministries that meet the unique needs of women, reach women for Christ, disciple women in Christ, And equip women to reach out to others through resources, training, and enrichment events, consultation, and networking. And uh, Chris retired just a couple of years ago, and she was, you know, really honored for her work. But when I read that vision statement, I look and think, you know, wow, she led a, a team that came to have a great reputation for doing just that. So I saw it. It jumped out at me. I don't know if she even listens to this podcast, but I know a lot of people listen who have been blessed by her work. And I just wanted to throw it in there that she had an incredible ministry, and it all started this week in SBC history.
0: Well, that's very cool. Congratulations again to Chris. I mean she had a long storied career at Lifeway. did a lot for women and women's ministries. and uh, you mentioned Kelly King taking up that banner.'m uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out there Amy Woodfield, also uh, helping carry that banner now in her new role as women's liaison at the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee. Well, thank you. No pressure, Amy.:
1: Well, Thanks. I I feel a lot of pressure now that you just said that. Well,
0: good. You should. All right.
1: We'll see where things are 25 years from now.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is?
1: It is a new guide available for women's ministry leaders to help them minister to victims of sexual abuse. And it comes from a partnership between the North Carolina and South Carolina Baptist state conventions. It's called Responding Well, a guide for women's ministry leaders to help survivors of sexual abuse. And It's a a resource manual. It's completely free, and it uh, just gives biblical and practical advice on how to support and care for abuse victims. I love this. Ashley Allen, uh, who is the women's ministry leader in North Carolina, and Melanie Ratcliffe, who's the women's ministry leader in South Carolina, they co-authored this. And what they wanted to do was just recognize that most women's ministry leaders are in volunteer capacities and maybe haven't had training in this, and they know that women are often turning to other women for help, and something needed to be done to be able to equip these women's ministry leaders. I just learned about this um, this week, and I'm really excited about it, and I want to get it out there uh, because... We all need equipping in this, and this is sort of a unique thing specifically for women's ministry leaders. So I want to throw it out there that if we have any listening or if we have pastors who are listening and want to share this with their women's ministry leader, uh, I've got the link that'll go there in the show notes, and it is completely
0: free. All right. Well, I I saw that earlier this week on Twitter, and one of the questions I had about it, and maybe you can help, is uh, give me the difference between this curriculum and the Caring Well curriculum.
1: So I think that what this is first of all this is a, it's a little bit shorter some of it may overlap but it also is is very focused on the women's ministry leader it helps them determine the classification of the information that is shared with them how to report the information how to listen and provide counsel how to train leaders within your women's ministry and how to refer to a counselor. So some of it may be similar to the Caring Well curriculum, but it's going to be tailored specifically for a sort of women's ministry context. And I think it's I mean it's also a little bit shorter and it has and it also has a list. This is really great too. It has a list in the back of all the contacts at every state convention for women's ministry leaders. So then if you're in a particular state and you need help, then it gives a contact uh, of the women's ministry leaders in the, in the state so that they can help you, you know, through that. So it just really takes it and kind of distills it down for this, for this particular context.
0: So it's a supplement to not a substitute for. Correct. Correct. Yes. 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 All right, well, my resource of the week is actually just a story. It was a huge story at Baptist Press this week and uh, just really took off. But it's a great story on a man who vandalized a church and then six months later was actually baptized in that church. So back in February, Brenton Wynn, he broke into Central Baptist Church of Conway, Arkansas, high on drugs. Went on a rampage, destroyed $100,000 in church property, including laptops, cameras, other electronics. He doesn't remember much of it, but just six months later, there's a picture of him here. He's baptized in the church. So got off drugs, came to Christ, and in the church that he had vandalized six months earlier, expressed his public profession of faith through baptism. So really, really cool That's
1: really cool. That's really cool. I love that. And that's a great resource of the week. It's something we need to get out there. It doesn't, it doesn't really fit in the news part of our show, but I think it's something everybody needs to hear. What a, a great story of just the movement of the spirit.
0: Yep. So I, I just thought that was really neat. So you can find that link and you can go over to Baptist Press and read and read that. All right. We mentioned, Amy, state convention season picking up. You'll be at Virginia in just a couple of weeks. Right. right. And uh, and maybe even North Carolina.
1: Yes, I'll be at Virginia one day and North Carolina the next day.
0: I'll be in both Texas conventions and Louisiana. So if you listen to the show and you are at your state conventions and we're around, please be sure to say hello. And uh, if things are going on at your convention, and obviously we're not there, send us info. DM us. Our DMs are open on Twitter. You can DM me or uh, the SBC This Week account and let us know what's going on at your state conventions. We love to hear from people on the ground that are involved in their state conventions. So Be sure to let us know what's going on. Also want to draw attention to something we started on Twitter, on my Twitter account. I'm doing like a a morning briefing of seven things in the SPC that you kind of, and they're not all directly related to the SPC, but it's a good way for you to to know what's going on there. Oh, I've got to throw a little bit of that in there.
1: I, I thought I I noticed that and you said a BP sports update like it's a Baptist sports update and then you went into like major league baseball or something and I thought that's not Baptist sports. Some of those
0: are some of those are Baptist guys. And there are Baptists who watch them. So
1: Okay. That's fair. Well then you know what? We need to be giving Trevor Lawrence a little love because he's a Baptist guy.
0: Well but he plays at Clemson, so until Mary takes control of my Twitter account, that's not gonna happen.
1: By the way, I'm just gonna throw this out at the end here. We've gotten a huge request from Mary that she wants to be interviewed on the podcast to give the the, to give the perspective of a teenager on the Southern Baptist Convention. Yes, Southern Baptist.
0: Yeah. So, well, so so we we may have
1: to we may have to schedule that. I'm sure Clemson will come up.
0: Um, I'm sure it will. So, yeah. All right, now, Amy, finally, before we go, do want to remind everybody this Sunday, Global Hunger Sunday. So support Global Hunger Relief and Baptist Global Response in your local church. Uh, They have a a special offering this week that is being collected for Global Hunger. So if you have a chance to do that, do that. You can find out more information at globalhungerrelief.org online. Excellent. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.